0: Welcome back to the Dayton to Detroit podcast. I'm Day -Day. I'm here with Doc Detroit, soon to be joined by Aristotle. How you doing, Doc? Enjoying the sunshine here in D-Town. Yeah, we got some sunshine finally here down in uh, D-Town South as well. Kind of nice, kind of worrisome at the same time.
1: And not what you uh, really want to see in uh, early February uh, in Northern climes, I mean, it's great, but, uh, you know, it
0: ain't right. So if I could make a recommendation to anyone listening, and then they could make a recommendation to the people that listen to them and so on and so forth, is get a bowl full of gravel, right? Clean, spray it off uh, and get a two thirds water or no i'm sorry two-thirds sugar one-third water mix and if you boil the water it will water and gravel yeah and pour it on the gravel go uh hey what's up aristotle here we go yeah so i'm just i'm in the middle of a treatise on how to save the bees and your pollinators uh, oh. During during this warm weather Because they wake up uh, I went out and saw my beehives this morning And they are very active And I'm like I gotta get them some sugar oh. uh, but, but something That everyone can do um, If you don't have beehives Is get you a bowl full of gravel Rinse the gravel off And then fill the gravel Bowl About halfway up to the length of the gravel Right? The top of it And uh pour a two-thirds sugar, one-third water mix uh, in there. You can get that mixed by boiling water, mix it into right. uh, uh, sugar, mix it up real good, and pour it into uh, that gravel dish, and the bees will be able to, uh, and any pollinators really, uh, can get in there, get that much needed winter sugar yeah. um, that they really need. And when warm okay. weather like this happens, it makes it really tough on beehives. Um, because they're like, oh, it's it's spring, and then they go outside and there's no food, um, you know, e, yeah. flowering anywhere. So yeah, that's something that everyone can do. And I always, you know, yeah. say when we have these warm warm weeks, put a little sugar out for the bees.
2: Sounds cool. Spring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How are you guys doing? Other than the great weather. Uh, great weather. Uh, Coming off that Detroit Lions. Uh, Almost, almost, but not quite. The
1: you know they're they're a young team and uh, they're not ready for the Super Bowl. They 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 were going to the Super Bowl, and then in uh, what four minutes their their trip to the, the Super Bowl unraveled. And you know that's okay. They're they're the greatest Lions team that we've ever had here, and uh, they went farther than we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, we were on a high watching them at Ford Field turns out to be, uh, a place. Nobody's going to want to come play. So, uh, we're all looking forward to next year and we're all grateful for what they did. I won't lie. Uh, it was a bitter, bitter defeat to see him unravel <laughs> yeah. when they were, you know, I, I think they, they lost their focus because they got a chance to sit down at halftime and then, you know, the headiness of where they were at struck them. And, and uh, that's okay. Yeah. At least we don't have to worry about uh, MAGA being insane over uh, Travis
0: Kelsey. Well, yeah, they, you know, they have but, gone insane over Travis Kelsey. And, uh, Utterly yeah.
2: gone insane.
0: Do yeah. you believe that? Do I believe that the uh, Travis yeah. Kelsey uh, Taylor Swift romance is a operation by the CIA deep state <laughs> to uh, put yeah. Taylor Swift in the spotlight uh, during the most watched um, cultural event slash ritual in American uh, society? Yeah. Um, Eesh. No, I don't. I ain't buying that unless someone can like put me up some like, you know, uh, incontrovertial, uh, yeah. incontrovertible evidence that says, you know, like, oh, we got, uh, you know, we got a, a video and, and experts have also checked the video, make sure it's not yeah. AI and, you know, whatever. And now they're uh, doing this. They and doing they're actually, this? yeah. And they're like, okay, I'll come out on the field and give you yeah. a big smooch. You know, and like and
2: you know not, it, and they're doing it only to scuttle Trump.
0: Yeah. Uh that's no, the
2: best part.
0: No, I don't I'm not seeing that. I am seeing like uh a lot of uh well you know, it's online scuttle butt, if you will, yeah. uh of people, you know. It's, you know, it's just the latest, like everything is a conspiracy to them. Like every single action and micro action is a conspiracy. And, uh, I've not seen that human beings have it together enough to, uh, pull those on, pull those kind of conspiracy. And besides like, you know, um, Taylor Swift probably can have any dude she wants and they're just jealous of this guy for some reason, I guess, uh, you know, he's, well, he's a billionaire. Who's, uh, Taylor Swift
1: is an outspoken progressive. She reminds young women that make up the majority of her fans, that old white Republican men are passing laws to control their bodies and that they have the vote and that they can go register to vote and they can go out and vote and they can defeat this. And Taylor Swift gets 35,000 young women to go register for vote in one day. And this scares the bejesus out of these bastards. So they got to come up with a better reason than that. So they want to make it to be some kind of bizarre conspiracy theory where this is a cia (laughs) psyop ignoring the fact that if there are any cia psyops going around donald dump is most likely one himself he's not even a real person he's a fucking grotesque homunculus
0: (laughs) (laughs) homunculus what is the definition (laughs) of a homunculus a monkey,
2: actually, man like it is, yeah. It's a sort of it's an artificial human being in reduced size, yeah. A, a blob, <laughs> an anthropoid, human like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not
0: buying it, uh, until I see the evidence. And just well, number one, like it's just. With that group, basically, all the conspiracies feed feed all the conspiracies, and it's conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy, and then they just go from one conspiracy to the next conspiracy. And if you go back in time, I mean, these are the same people that were claiming that, like, remember Jade Helm? Exercise Jade Helm. Jade Helm. They're gonna, gonna, yeah, they're they're going. going, Obama's going to round everybody up and take them to the uh, the FEMA camps and. And uh, no, it was like a, a U.S. Army training drill. That was uh, the U.S. Army and military does training drills all the time. It's like,
2: well, QAnon
0: was, was what they Q-Anon did.
1: Lives in a bizarre world where everything's conspiracy. All these coded messages are constantly being transmitted to the the morons who think they're in the know. And, you know, it leads you to places like, you know, let's hang out in Dallas waiting for JFK Jr. to reveal himself as still being alive and improbably coming from a Democratic political family siding with
0: Dump, right? Yeah, so (laughs) maybe. We get a little drink of water here. Um, Heard some sad news this week from Detroit. Two days Wayne ago, Kramer died. Wayne Kramer yeah. died. So maybe we can uh, have like a Wayne Kramer for president and gather, have a large gathering of people in Detroit um, who claim that Wayne Kramer is not dead. Uh, those of you don't know, <laughs> uh, Wayne Kramer is the uh, co-founder of the Detroit rock band MC5, uh, producers of some of the rawest, grittiest, uh, just fantastic rock and roll the earth has ever experienced. And he truly kicked out the jams.
1: Hardcore left-wing in the era of of the new left and the anti-war movement and uh what i found interesting i i heard a great interview with him on uh, the npr yesterday he was talking about his time in prison and how he was mentored by jazz music greats who happened to be in prison at the same time and how it polished his his musical education and uh the, i am looking for the the guy's name who was his main jazz music mentor in prison um down in lexington kentucky and uh he said that you know this guy was everything he wanted to be music great (laughs) dope fiend and then he realized this guy was in his 50s doing like his third stint and he said i kind of changed my mind on you know Who my heroes were and what my life goals were because i started thinking maybe i didn't want to be in prison when i was in my 50s
0: yeah why not although um considering the state of the american healthcare system not really the healthcare system itself but the uh healthcare payment system might not be a bad idea uh if you uh maybe knock a bank off and then stay stay there and get caught on purpose um I think that's an increasing thing nowadays with
2: uh they used to be people
0: seeking health care
2: yeah people seeking health care would go to the hospital till they recover now we go to prison
0: yeah you gotta go rob a yeah. bank and then say you yeah. know like give them a they note and then s- go sit down till the police come and get you yeah. and then uh you know you can get some free healthcare. care <laughs> yeah. what a great country hey but, uh, this, it, you know, it's it's the good, the bad and the ugly. And uh Wayne Kramer was uh the good and the badass. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. yeah. And um what else is uh, I got some other was I saw something in here about some Detroit rapper. He's a TikTok rapper. Oh, okay. Trey Little. Anybody heard of Trey Little?
1: amp fiddler was not a rapper but a detroit musician another uh, big name who also passed away but who is this guy you're talking about I okay cannot, there's a guy uh, named not a hip um, on all the the hippity hoppity uh, artists
0: trey little he's a 29 year old uh detroit area hip-hop artist and he has like 1.5 million followers on tiktok uh trey little Okay. Very little, and he has began. He moved. His mom moved him out of the West Side, West Detroit neighborhood. Uh, they lived in like prior to junior high, to the uh, Detroit suburbs, and the neighborhood you know, was going down the, you know, gang culture. And anyway, she took him um, to another high school. He grew up, and so he's come back to his old neighborhood and has start started buying up. Uh, Houses block by block. He's got a oh, okay. I know. I do know who this guy is. Yeah. yeah, he's and there's all kinds of people on TikTok who are like, I guess, donating money to his um, efforts to invest and bring back the neighborhood. And yeah, he's like rebuilding these houses and he's kind of you know using his uh, art, artistic, musical platform to do some. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's called by the block. Like B, you know, BUI, like so, people buy the block. Um, yeah, he started learning about real estate, working with investors, local politicians, and other developers to uh, work on the neighborhood. He's house, he's purchased uh, four lots. Does a lot of work to do, but yeah, that's a nice story uh, that's coming from Detroit. And uh, you know, the Lions uh, show that they're the greatest team ever from Detroit. That Detroit is on the upswing. For sure, and that's something like super nice to read. Um, it's in the neighborhoods. You're... Yeah, the neighborhoods.
1: There's still plenty of revitalization that can happen in the neighborhoods, and that's that's awesome when the people that actually live there uh, get a chance to uh, take charge of the revitalization themselves and benefit it, benefit from it themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Uh, And and remake their own street in, uh, you know, in a better
0: image. Yeah. So most kudos to him and everyone doing good stuff in Detroit, in Dayton, um, on a neighborhood level, block by block, because, you know, that's what it takes. Like, uh, because it's uh, the depletion was massive. (laughs) if you will, hmm. with the it's really hard to, you know, until you go to places like Detroit or Dayton, it's like, it's hard to wrap your head around it. Like this, the, the, just the
1: deindustrialization mere, look like? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The mere scale of it, you know, where you can just, you know, I, I had some guy from some people in a few years back, took him to, there's an old area here in the Dayton area called the Salem mall area. And it's just, It was huge and totally hopping back in the day. You know, there was a mall and like just other, uh, you know, a bunch of other strips, grocery stores, restaurants, um, a hot place of commerce. And when GM said sayonara, uh, I think there's maybe one GM plant left here in Dayton, but mostly uh, there was like 12 or something like that. There was a bunch, when they said sayonara, um the salem mall and that whole area which is in a, a city called trotwood which is right bu- bumped up right against the city of dayton uh just uh looks like having the economic carpet completely torn out from under them and uh oh yeah you yeah, see these you it just as far World. as you can see and you drive for miles and it's just like you know one store here and like a you know it, yeah it's it's hard man But that's why I just love to see um, people on a on a block by block or like small business um, getting getting some of this work done because uh, it's better than negativity. You know, we we try. You know, the whole I don't know the the underbelly of life that emanates from poverty doesn't get anyone anywhere. Doesn't get. no, certainly not people in poverty, but uh, it brings society down and investing in ourselves is awesome.
1: The, um, so go train in It's got to be transcending uh, misfortune, transcending uh, pain, uh, transcending uh, the vicissitudes of life and trying to find a way to go on and be positive and make something good happen.
0: Yeah, I went the way I look at it, like, especially if you're like above the age of 40 in a place like uh, Detroit or Dayton, you're a, an amazingly accomplished survivor. That's <laughs> 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 for, for real, man. I've seen like some of the just shit I've, you know, seen and uh, lived through and like the history of the city. Like, I, I remember as a child, um, it was like, uh, I mean, it was just night and day. It was, you know, a just a bustling, thriving, yes. industrial hub, Detroit yeah. and Dayton. Um, yeah, I but, remember Detroit as a kid. Yeah, I, when I used to go to downtown Dayton, it was just yeah. packed. You know, people in the street. It yeah. was it looked like New York City, albeit a, certainly a uh, much smaller, smaller basically. scale. Yeah. But as far as like when you see street yeah. traffic, like there's just
2: alive and well.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I watched all of that just like, just completely disappear, like slowly yeah. but surely. And I think it's caused, well, I don't think it's caused, I know it's caused a, a deep sense of trauma um, in the survivors of that uh, era, if you will. Um,
2: and what's coming back in Detroit is all this gentrification stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yes, it's an improvement, but it's an odd improvement. It's sort of anti-populist, if you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It is very much a, class, a, it's, a it's a class-based revival. Yeah. We have the same yeah. thing going here in Dayton, and it's been, you know, there's, yeah they built fancy hotels, Dayton, a bunch of like large loft apartment places, yeah. they yeah. converted. All the millionaires. Yeah. And it's expensive rent um or if it's not for millionaires it's you know it's basically the upper middle class um and above who are you know getting the spots and and you still have the people uh, in the traditional neighborhoods launching the same complaints of like you know we can't get the potholes fixed on our street but like there's a million dollars Uh, every week for you know some new developer downtown Yeah. and then like the people downtown they you know they say like the city won't be rebuilt until the deep that downtown is brought back um i don't know how much truth is in that as far as i mean you do need to have a healthy downtown for a city even if it's like a smaller city um number one it's it's kind of like a kind of like the a winning football team if you got a healthy business dresser you like feel better about the place you know um if there's you know some things to do or go out you know places to go out to eat you just feel better about living in a place like that as opposed to uh you know um some dirty bodega selling malt liquor and uh you know party stores party stores that, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. Um but in
2: Detroit we used to have areas outside of downtown proper. mm You know, once upon a time uh our street Grand River Mm -hmm. was also a really big uh commercial you know commercial enterprise and um the the um you know the near Detroit suburbs were were nice. They weren't just all beat to death. Um, and that, that stuff's all gone now. It's the heart of downtown that's being you know, reclaimed, and everything around it is sort of left to take care of itself. So I, I don't know what kind of a renaissance this is. Yeah, Gilbertville is
1: doing pretty good, but other than that, the neighborhoods can mostly fend for themselves
2: well if he doesn't own it it doesn't improve
0: there you go i mean that's gilbert yeah, also
1: put in it, a it. gigantic surveillance system
0: well it's so, definitely a big money renaissance yeah because I mean, you know, big money is the only Detroit. people who have money yeah i mean yeah. like the city, the, ci- the city of dayton i think the uh there's like uh one third of the people live in poverty um i think the average median income uh it was like twenty three thousand dollars a year um oh. the four, had the fourth fourth highest uh concentration of fast food restaurants in the United States uh just I don't, um so yeah the, they're not going to drive that that income range uh, you know is not no going, being a median. they're not they're not going know, to drive people, like indeed. yeah There isn't going to, anyone. no one's going to spark a renaissance except people with money, and I get that all then Uh. depends upon, like, how are they going to use that money to better the lives of all as a part of this renaissance, or are you just going to make a bunch of fancy places that only a few people can afford, and everyone else, like you said, can fend for themselves. So far, I'm seeing mm-hmm. mostly the, on the end of fancy places that only a few people can afford. Sure. I
2: mean, play, your restaurants with sixty and seventy dollar entrees. Yeah, you know that it takes a special clientele to keep that alive.
0: Yeah, we went to a, I went to an interesting restaurant last night. Um, it's called Silas in. Uh, Versailles Ohio Versailles, Versailles. Um, yeah founded by the French originally um and uh yeah they this you know it was pretty much a kind of a typical you know midwestern Ohio small town kind of struggling and uh there's a company called the Midmark Corporation and they built uh, they, they make a lot of money in tech I don't know exactly I think it's hardware I don't know a lot a lot of tech companies make a lot of money um, but they make a bunch of money but they're out in the middle of nowhere and so they decided uh, hey we need a place to bring our our clients for you know to have a nice place to stay a uh, restaurant you know because dayton's like the closest like city city um and that's like 45 minutes away not really tenable yeah so they built this big hotel called the hotel versailles uh, and this restaurant is just fantastic in it called the uh, I guess it's the Silas Restaurant or Silas Grill. And just, I, it was one of those like high, high, high ticket restaurants that you, that you speak disparagingly of. It wasn't that high a ticket. It was more like 25 bucks a plate. Um, but absolutely delicious, wonderful. Um, but once again, brought back you know they brought a big chunk of life back into the downtown of Versailles, Ohio big money um so I don't know H- how can you spark a revival today without big money
1: nothing intrinsically wrong with big money or rich people and we need them
0: yeah yeah but the problem is, we need uh, them when they're, we, we don't need them to be so greedy that they cause the rest of us problems from there they get so much <laughs> of the pie that it, like we got homeless people everywhere.
1: Yeah. When uh, when rich people also own the government and uh, are immune from regulation and taxation, uh, it does become a problem. When they have their own, because uh, when they want to live separate and they don't want to contribute, mm-hmm. I have my own school system. I have my own trash pickup. I have my own police. Why should I contribute a nickel to yours? That's the attitude that begins to play out. And uh, it's a problem because then society is now bifurcating and uh, the wealthy uh, essentially no longer want to participate in in the society with the great unwashed.
0: They no, they went, did they did they, they ever were, participate oh. in society with the great unwashed though well if you're gonna have a
1: republic you gotta have uh, a citizenry that is involved in the republic otherwise uh, it doesn't work
0: so I did would, they I ever agree.
1: participate I I'm not sure
0: <laughs> yeah well, I mean I, I can just think back think to Vietnam dollars
2: I don't think that the Rockefellers were rubbing the elbows with the street people. I, I don't think that that's ever really happened. Um, but uh, they did, nevertheless, had a kind of noblesse oblige attitude about um, improving the community and making things generally better. Um, that's it, why they
1: became philanthropists?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't have that, uh, then all you've got is a segregated society. And I'll tell you, when you you get a real crisis, let there be an authentic food crisis in Dayton or Detroit, uh, I can guarantee you the have-nots are going to be storming the haves. There's no reason not to.
0: Freedom's yep. just another word, but nothing left to lose. Let
2: the meat cake is not a particularly uh, uh, provident uh, formula for uh, social stability.
0: Or um, the continuation of uh, your slice of the pie. Or, yeah. your, or your big At slice of the level,
1: The rich do understand this, that they do not want to push the poor uh, to the point of uh, mass uh, rebellion. Uh, it's not in the interest of the rich, even though I, I think the rich are starting to think that uh, they might be able to pull it off as long as they have uh, enough technology to uh, win any confrontation with the poor but uh yeah it's i mean who wants to wreck your own wealth by seeing society devolve into this uh jungle when you're on top you you want to live in a stable
0: free
2: country don't you yeah you want to live in a gated community
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's their version of a stable you know, yeah
2: I mean that's expensive. it and they've got a means of keeping the uh the less fortunate out
0: move along yeah. yeah the more things change the more they stay the same
2: I don't like the the McCloskeys sitting on their front porch with their AR-15s.
0: Oh, well, right. they're their castle. Yeah, those are the lawyers in uh, St. Louis, and right? The Black Lives Why? Matter They Shoot
2: down, shoot down the scuzzes.
0: Well, they didn't shoot anybody,
2: though. No, they didn't. They didn't but, but they, they were right. they were hoping that they they're, were going to get the yeah, chance. It's because really? nobody really menaced them.
0: No, no one menaced them at all. But they yeah. uh, they wanted this to come funny. out and do their. Uh,
2: Stupid,
0: paranoid people yeah well number one like oh look the money l- l- I'm gonna go out on my front lawn and make myself a target yeah That's, yeah he thought he was like uh like whatever like uh I'm sure he was intimidating some people uh people were there but like you think about it like oh well, dude uh you're you're completely exposed from your position uh that you are assume you got no cover whatsoever like you're just standing right on the lawn like, all someone would need to do is, like, jump behind a rock and blast you and your Dude, wife, and you'd be, like, crushed. Yeah, jump sure. behind a tree.
2: <laughs> you no, know, like, it's in, so in dumb. Every, in an every-man-for-himself world, everybody is outnumbered.
0: Well, in an every-man-for-himself world, people will naturally uh, coalesce into groups. Um, for the yeah, surf have to. For the purpose the of rich protection and survival, will be the powerful,
1: just like they are now, uh, every man for themselves. They're going to buy up their own militia and arm them and uh, turn them loose. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what we need—more <laughs> armies. <laughs> if this country's suffering from anything, it's from a paucity of, of private armies. Because that—that is what you really need to complete the ideal social-political regimen. Warlords.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's—that's what uh, I think a lot of uh, people today actually uh, are looking forward to. They think somehow when the rise of the warlords come that's what the be militia
2: movement that's what the no. militia movement's all about people that they
1: don't like are going to get smited yeah all these zombie movies are really fantasies yeah. about when you get to go out and murder your neighbors because they're different from you
2: well and with impunity because they're already yeah, dead
1: impunity. yeah using that all those weapons and all that ammo that you've been yeah.
0: stockpiling for long. So you can
2: long. do anything you want to a zombie because legally they're already dead.
1: Yeah.
0: My question is like how are you going to shoot a landmine, dude? Or an IED? <laughs> 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 you know. I mean, you're, you're you're saying that uh all the liberals are uh, you know, blue-haired nerds. Well, those are the most dangerous kind because they can, like, uh, they they wire up all kinds of dangerous shit and, you know, can put it on sensors and fucking make make it blow up over the internet or some shit.
1: (laughs) Anybody. The thing thing is, we've all got a much bigger interest in the continuation of the rule of law than some of us Mm -hmm. currently believe.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, oh, that's civilization. (laughs)
1: Those who think we'll be better off without the rule of law or without civilization are going to have a rude awakening. And yet they are gnawing at the
0: foundations of our society. As they they hand over the keys to their property to the local warlords organization. the,
2: the (laughs) The only people who don't think that are the anarchists. Yeah, yeah.
1: What was it from the Big Lebowski? We are not Nazis. We are anarchists.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I think anarchy gets a uh, dude. (laughs) Like true, true anarchy always gets like a bad, bad shake. You know, but like true anarchy at the same time is like uh, it'll devolve to the first person who's willing to like I'm taking this meeting over with a ball bat. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Business does not do well in in uh, situations of anarchy. Business needs stability.
0: Anarchy's and, cool for like uh, groups of people. Like, hey, we got twenty people out here in this uh, this holler down in West Virginia.
1: You know. Somalia, I, I guess, has a pretty we got to work. Going after the anarchy
0: going there.
2: As long as everybody's not out to get everybody else.
0: Yeah, and you're kind of isolated and there really is no kind of like centralized government with any kind of like power to actually do or deliver anything to you. Like, sure, like gather, like make a group of 20 of your little governing council for the holler or whatever. Somebody
1: tried that in um, New Hampshire, I think. New Hampshire, Vermont, you know. You oh, the, the, the New
0: Hampshire libertarian disaster?
1: Yes, the it wasn't town, pure, the, the anarchy, libertarian's
0: took over. Pardon? Yeah, it wasn't anarchy, but the yeah, libertarian's you're right. Won it was of the, the town council. And then the bears got out of
1: hand because yeah. you can't pass a law telling someone how to store their garbage because that would be communism. And so we're libertarians. We'll let you leave your trash out if you like. But before they knew it, the brown bears had gone berserk and they were attacking people. and... Oh, and then the town couldn't agree on how to deal with the bear problem they'd created. It's really comical, and uh, yeah, comical to, and lie to the idea of a libertarian paradise.
2: Well, a yeah, like, libertarian paradise is a state of anarchy.
0: But I don't think so. The well, original against the law. So, from what I understand, the original libertarianism was social. Democratic libertarianism from the Nordic countries, which basically said, "I need uh, a salary that's you know a dignified salary, healthcare, you know the basics of life, and then leave me alone as far as like you know right. civil rights and yeah. you know,
2: It's government minimalism rather than government non-existence.
0: Yeah, and so I kind of I support that, but what they've done like. Mem- the skinheads, well, Tommy the Jefferson, right?
1: Government governs best it governs least. Well, yeah. uh, it depends. But uh, you got to decide where to draw the line at what the appropriate amount of governing least is.
0: Yeah, sometimes you need to govern a lot, like like immediately after uh, a tornado or a natural disaster. And we try got- good if you can prevent looting. One minute yeah. left, gentlemen. One minute left.
2: Why would anyone want to prevent looting?
0: <laughs>
1: or mob, mob violence.
2: Yes, lynch uh, mobs, looting, come on now. Yeah. Is, the mob I'll,
1: being swayed by a demagogue.
2: The good life.
1: I'll pass.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you I, guys I'll, have I'll a great pass. week. It's good. I look forward
1: it's, to picking this up next week. Yeah, you guys have a great
0: <laughs> one. Go <all> bangles. Right. <laughs> yes. Take it take easy.
2: Take care. All right. Are we done? Be good. Stay safe. Stay Stay well. Everybody, stay well. Hey.